This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld Hi. And a, another below deck season has started. It's like, <laughs> it is funny how Bravo has decided that just like every Monday night forever for the rest of our lives, there's going to be a new episode of Below Deck. And it's probably the most constant thing, the most steady thing in my life at this point. Uh, below Deck on Bravo <laughs> is the equivalent to the ridiculousness on MTV. That is uh, yeah. on Mondays. But... It's, and they play, they do a lot of marathons too. So I guess. Yes, yeah, they do like, all day. And sometimes I'm just like, Ugh, I want to watch a different show, but it's fine. I love Blow Deck. We're in St. Kitts. We're oh. on my Sienna, which like, hello, we've been on before. <laughs> like it's familiar. I, yeah, no, I do. I do agree. I wish Bravo would diversify their like daily programming a little bit more. Do you remember like toward the beginning of pandemic times when everybody was at home and they were doing all of these like throwback podcast. (laughs) Exactly. They were doing all of these like throwback marathons. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so fun. We're playing like season one of Vanderpump rules. And it's like, but why don't we just do that all the time? Like, why aren't they just like choosing random seasons? Because like, you know, Bravo has like a library of con like there's no reason you know they couldn't be playing fun stuff what is southern charm but again old epic like it's not from the beginning it's like a random like with ashley who by the way is like one of the best tv villains of all time she ashley <laughs> ashley jacobs is that her name she is she really is seriously Trashly. amazing tv yeah like oh amazing i'm i'm still enjoying my miami uh journey i'm on season two now so i'm getting i'm getting into the argument of um who beat you beat me to the tweet when (laughs) it's it is like the most 2011 story uh with karen and adriana um if you haven't watched the show basically adriana takes she's really into art and she meets this like famous artist that she's obsessed with and he's like reclusive, apparently, so he never comes out. And she's like, can I take a photo with you? I'm going to share it to my Twitter for all my art people. And then Karen like sees this guy and she's like, oh, can I get a picture too? Like, this is cool. This yeah. seems cool. And then she tweets it first. And so, it's like, you beat me to the tweet. It's so fun to watch that because Twitter was like Twitter when that show right, was like, on. Ins- there was no I was, Instagram. I actually had to think about it. This was in, They were filming it in 2011. Like, Instagram wasn't a big deal yet. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, brand new. Our pictures um, were still really horribly filtered at that time with borders. But, yeah, I, I am all, I'm only, like, five episodes into season two, and I already understand why you don't like Joanna Krupa. <laughs> no, I, She's really annoying. She's she, really annoying. She's she and annoying. her sister. 
yeah, the two of them together a bit a much. Um, there will be more, but yeah, it, it's just so, <laughs> okay, let's, it's like so good. Let's stop living in the past and talk about tonight's episode <laughs> of Vanderpump Rules, um, which, you know, we get to see another a more pickleball because your favorite. <laughs> okay, wait. First of all, okay, I get it. Yeah, they needed something to bring these two together. But I have to say, I'm really kind of enjoying Raquel and and Lala's blooming friendship. Is it even a friendship? And sh- when she goes, hey, Kels. <laughs> I feel like right now, Lala is wants looking to for be friends. a friend. Yep. R- Lala wants to be friends with Raquel. And Raquel is like, I don't think I have a reason to dislike Lala, but I still am very nervous about actually allowing her to be my friend, which I think is justified. Um, And I did think it was funny when she was like, I thought me playing pickleball with Lala was going to be one of those things where you're like, we should get lunch and then you never do. And I mean, that is extremely relatable. Um, And I think, but I do think this, like their conversation after, after Lala dragged Raquel around oh the pickleball court. Oh my god, I was like, girl, get let her get like a point. <laughs> um, I did think this was the best conversation they've had with each other mm-hmm. because I think Lala is finally realizing how to actually communicate with Raquel and why Raquel had an issue with her in the past. Um, but and I, 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 So when she apologizes for kind of how she um, handled the situation with her and James and Raquel, it's like, okay, I think you actually get it now. And hopefully moving forward, it won't really be a conversation anymore. Yeah. But I I like how like, it seemed genuine to me. And the fact that it took Lala more than enough time to figure this out, but that she realized Mm -hmm. she blames Raquel for the downfall of her and James's relationship, which I was like, wow, that was like a big thing to say. Cause you know, Lala and James, other than them, like hooking up and stuff, they were like friends But and then the fact that she did say that if Raquel wasn't in James's life, like he would be in a very different place. So I think that Lala has grown definitely. Um, However, maybe not so much in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, So talk. One thing that I definitely want to make sure to mention uh, before we get into the drama of the episode is I um, I'm really intrigued by Katie and Schwartz's whole fertility journey especially because we've had so many babies in the cast seeing them kind of not have the same experience I think is really um you know nice that they're showing that and Katie shares in this episode that she um early like a year into her and Tom's relationship she got pregnant and had an abortion and I think it is uh great that she's feels comfortable talking about it and that both of them can kind of reflect on that decision and how it, it it was the right decision for them. And, you know, Schwartz saying I had like $300 in my bank account. And like, if we had had that baby, like we would have made it work. But I don't know that we would still be together because it just wasn't the right time. Right. Good for Katie for sharing that. That was mm-hmm. like, amazing. And the fact no one has to prove anything to anyone. But the fact that they did list their reasons of why they weren't ready to should be because I like hope she's not getting hate. You know what I mean? For sharing that information. Yeah. So which I'm sure she is. But um, I mean, I think she's probably she'll she'll get the comments from the people who always make the comments no matter what, you know, Mm -hmm. and it is what it is. But I think like, overall, I feel like it's 
something she's going to get a lot of people coming to her and saying, you know, I went through something similar. And supporting her, of course. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's something that we see on these shows, like when women open up about those experiences, that they do get a lot of people who are like, you know, I went through something similar. I can relate to that. Thank you for you know, making me feel seen. The issue Um, with this, though, for them, one of the issues is that I can't imagine what's going through their heads right now mentally because... They she has gotten pregnant in the past, so now Tom Schwartz is always, is like, what if, what right. if, what if, you know? I know. So I hope things work it's out. It's tough. For them. I mean, obvi- I mean, this is something I haven't, you know, really had to think think about in my own life. But the the whole fertility, having kids, like it's a it's a tough thing. And I think I think now people are like, it's being like normalized how many people have kind of tough experiences with it because I think it's something that, you know, people have always, it's always been kind of a taboo topic talking about like miscarriages and abortions and, you know, IVF and all of that stuff. But it's like, I don't know. It's so normal. And like so many people. It's beyond normal. And I, yeah, it's, I just, I feel bad for Katie in a sense where that she is surrounded, which is an amazing thing that all of her, but it's, yeah. it's a, ter- it's like a weird time for yeah. her, but I but you hope know we can see this play out for them. You know what's not normal? <gasps> what? How, oh, how no. much Tom Sandoval is like obsessed with Katie not working at this bar. Okay. Like yes. he, okay, whatever Honestly, talking about, like, Stassi's book signing or whatever to me is, like, the most boring thing in the world. I'm like, who cares? Why are we still doing this? But literally, at this point, they are talking about Katie potentially helping out at the bar by training staff. So they're not talking about her being, like, a business partner or her being, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a top manager or, like, running the bar or making all these decisions. It's like... Literally, on last season of Vanderpump Rules, Sheena was doing that at Sir. Like, you're talking about her, like, coming by to help out. And Tom Sandoval is acting throughout this episode like this would be destroying his life. And I'm like, truly, what is your problem? I have to say that Schwartz really did step up a little, a little, a little bit this episode. And he really was coming to her defense but the fact that Sandoval dead serious was like, okay, wait. So if Katie comes in to train people, like I just, I have to deal with it. And everyone was like, yeah, yes. That is your partner's wife. And like, mm-hmm. he was referring to her almost as like um, an object because he was like, and it'll never go away. Meaning Katie, but like, yes, right, and he's Katie's like, not going away. Right. And I think even... Ariana, who obviously, for obvious reasons, has kind of stayed a little more neutral, is like, yeah, I mean, like, they're married. Everything that is happening with this venture affects all of us. You know, it's not something where Katie's just gonna, like, disappear because Tom Sandoval isn't the biggest fan of her. And he needs to take it down a notch, like, just a notch. Yeah. And, like, already I feel bad because. This drink from home cocktail night, which I think is a really fun, cute idea. I think like subscription services are great. Ariana has put together this whole night and it's basically being like taken over by this drama that's happening with the time. By her and significant other. <laughs> yeah. And even like, so it sucks that Katie, first of all, doesn't come because she 
doesn't I I honestly think she made the right decision that she doesn't want to be like in Tom Sandoval's house at this moment. But then even once they're at the event, everybody's talking about it and Ariana is like fighting to get a word in edgewise for the reason that they're actually there. Right. Were you dying at the fact that Katie made one cookie? <laughs> Honestly, I I that, I want to know like did she have like did she buy like pre-made cookie dough and so she just did like one scoop or she did she like make it? She oh, was she? making it, but it was definitely it was like that scene of bridesmaids where like she made one cupcake, like she just made one cookie, and she was like, mm. like she was having the best night ever. Yeah, so I was the, the like, sprinkle and- of <laughs> the sprinkle of salt that was elite. I that was into was that. Amazing. Yeah, Katie was living her best life. <laughs> Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, one thing that I found extremely strange was at this drink from home night, they've made their cocktail. It was fun. Brock and, you know, Sheena and... You, you know, it looked fun, whatever. So then they're like, okay, let's go to the living room and like hang out and talk. And Sheena's like, Brock, h- hang back for a second. I want to talk. And Sheena proceeds to bring up what Lala said to her when they were shopping on last week's episode about her asking questions about him not seeing his kids. And the fact that they are having this conversation in Tom and Ariana's kitchen while they are like five feet away, not even in a different room, just in the other end of the room. I'm like, you two live together. Yeah, this, they do. This scene with Lala was at least 24 hours before, probably multiple days before. The fact that they waited to have this conversation on camera at somebody else's house in the middle of a group thing, it's like, what is happening? It is always funny when you catch production, like, like things like that, because what? it's like, we know <laughs> you talked about it before. Like, we just know you did. But and it's more fun to wait anyway, because you can see their <laughs> genuine reaction. But this I was like, I just don't understand. It's like what I want to know. Like, was there some scheduling conflict where they couldn't <laughs> get a camera crew to Sheena's house between these two events? Because like, it seemed so 
convoluted that they would wait to have that conversation at Tom and Ariana's house. Yes. It's like, oh, okay. Very but bizarre. I, it, it, this was important because they they have to set up everyone kind of knowing of that course. this thing is happening with Brock and his kids and Lala is kind of getting involved. And that becomes very important later in the episode when they go to Vinaresa. Correct. But first we have a little pit stop at yet another flower shop in LA, which like does Lisa Vanderpump like know all, all flower shops? <laughs> all Lisa Vanderpump does at this point is like hang out at Villa Rosa <laughs> Go to her restaurants and have someone make her a cup of tea and like shop for flowers. No joke. So she has both Tom's meet meet her Tom's outfit. Tom Tom lives for the camera. Like get that get that guy in more campaigns. He needs to be in magazine. He just needs to. I'm advocating. Does he always have a good attitude? Mm, yes, a little bit. No, but like his outfits. He puts so much time and effort into like his looks. It needs to go further. But anyway, Tom Schwartz lets everyone know that his home equity loan got. Denied, and I just want to know if you were shocked or not. I mean, I was. I wouldn't say I was shocked. I, I feel like I've been very um, open about the fact that I don't really understand how any of these uh, things work. So when Low, he's talking yeah. about, you know, they have a lot of equity, but they're locked in at a high interest rate, so <laughs> they need to refinance before they can get the loan. Like I heard I don't, crickets. <laughs> like the, I hear the words, I internalize them, but I don't quite know how all of that works. But it is. I was surprised to hear that Sandoval seemingly has access to so much money. I know. I was like, hold on. And I'm like, you're the one who just spent twenty thousand dollars on Rochella. Where has he was like, don't worry, I have more than enough to cover both of our halves. And I was like, how? How does that? How I, did that happen? I, I was just relieved because I thought this scene was headed for them asking Lisa for money. And I was glad that it didn't go there because I'm like, no, this needs to be your own thing. Even yeah. if it's a little precarious, I she don't want... She also probably wouldn't have because she didn't even give them money, money for the one that they opened with her. Well, they were supposed to be investing in that one and already <laughs> their investment was like a small percentage, so... If she had given them the money, they just wouldn't have been part owners. <laughs> yeah, but now Tom Sandoval is like, I don't know if he's joking or not, which he definitely is not, where he wants to cover Tom's half because he's like, then I'd be like 67% owner. Like, I'm like, no, Tom would eventually give you back the money and then you guys would be even. Right. Like, I love that Tom Sandoval <laughs> is like power hungry at all times. But if you're... if. If you're give, if you're loaning him the money under the impression that you are still equal partners, then you are still equal partners. <laughs> yeah, Tom this, under this his breath like was like, a "No, power no." Play. He's like, "I'd, I'd pay you back. I'd, I'd pay you back. Like you're um, not paying." We, I don't have that much to say about James and Raquel's engagement party. Um, I I didn't that know Raquel, that was an engagement party. I thought they were just. I think went it was like a drinks. Well, I think it was the first time that they had all been like together since right. Palm Springs. So it was like a little low key, whatever. Um, Raquel gave her toast that she, that was the bet, the pickleball bet that she had to include in her toast that she got wet at James's proposal, and I, I, I liked that she had fun with it and kind of embraced it and like added in some other like yeah. little sexual flair. At first, okay, I wasn't paying enough attention when they 
made the bet. And I thought she had to include it in her like wedding speech <gasps> or something. Oh and my I was like, God. so I was thinking it was like her family was going to be there and all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, there's like six of their friends there. It's not that bad. Yeah. I also loved earlier when she was like, Lala can smell fear like a shark. Like she'd take like I didn't. And Lala was having fun with it. She was like, wait, wait, I don't want you to feel pressured. Like this is for fun. This is like to help you. And you know what I kind of thought of? Don't you think it would be super cute if like James was kind of behind this and like told Lala to like kind of like help out Raquel, Raquel and like push her a little? I don't think that's the case, but I was like, that would be kind of cute. But yeah, they all clapped for her. They all had fun. They all will be celebrating this engagement for quite a long time. I'm I'm assuming it will be <laughs> <laughs> the main event for quite um, some time. But so at this party, Lala brings up um, the Brock issue again, and Lala. Okay, so the thing is, like, well, wait, did she bring it up, or is this when Brock sat next to her and he brought it up? Um, this is well. So they're kind of talking about Brock, and like Brock and Sheena are like talking about their relationship, whatever. Right. And then it sort of comes up, but Lala is like definitely bringing it more to the group, and. It's hard because, so my immediate reaction with some of this, like, Lala and Brock stuff is that, like, it really is none of Lala's business. But I know that because we're on a reality show, I would rather see this, like, I want this story, like, I'm interested in this storyline. So I'm glad that Lala's bringing it up. But I think some of the specific ways she's going about it are, like, kind of shady towards Sheena because she knows that this is something that is going to hurt Sheena's feelings or whatever. And so the way she the way she talks about it at this engagement party and then again at Villa Rosa, it's like, I think you could still be like, you could still be like talking about this and stirring it up, but you could be bringing it to Sheena in a way that was like more considerate of her feelings. Like the first time she did it in the store when they right, went shopping. Right, at the shopping. Exactly. I, didn't have a, I didn't have any problem with the way she brought it up at the shopping because it's like, you're, I think it's fair to be con- concerned for your friend, but it's like then to bring it up and be like, well, Sheena, you know what he told me. And the, Sheena's like, yeah. what? And she's like, you know. And she's like, what? She's like, and then she just like says it all in front of everybody. The thing is, Sheena clearly knows more than like Lala mm-hmm. does. Like Sheena's aware of what's going on. The thing is what I said like the last week, I believe, is like, this isn't the type of topic like where people are going to judge the shit out of him right now. Like, oh, my God. And we even got more information. But mm-hmm. he even said it. He's like, if you don't know what's going on, he's like, you cannot judge. Like, there's so many details. I mean, but hearing that information, it's like with a group of women, it's like, what do you what are you going to take from that? But that must have been so effing uncomfortable for Sheena. Like, I cannot even yeah. imagine. Well, it was weird because. In the preview when Lala was saying like, oh, you know what he told me, I assumed that she was like talking to some friend that knew Brock or like some, you know, kind of like other source. But it's weird because Brock pulled her aside at James and Raquel's party and told her about that there was this domestic violence complaint and then the restraining order. So I guess in Brock's mind, that is the sort of 
main reason why he hasn't seen the kids. But in Lala, when Lala hears that, for her, it just brings up a thousand more questions about the whole situation. Also, Sheena is claiming that that has nothing to do why he hasn't seen his kids. So then everyone's like, okay, so what is the, then what is the reason if that's not the... My issue yeah. with, with what Lala did is because I know she is trying to be a good friend. Like she clearly has changed since being a mother. Mm, like sure. she's she really what Brock pulled her aside on purpose and that and for one reason, and that reason is that so that conversation wouldn't be set on camera. And then she said it the next day, like at Villa Rosa, and that was on camera. And that I think is where Sheena was blindsided. Yeah, and I think, well, because Sheena clearly didn't know that Brock had given Lala that information. He was confiding in her and telling her, you know, as a friend. And I think, you know, maybe it would have been smarter of Brock to give Sheena a heads up, like, hey, I did tell Lala this, so if she brings anything up, it is coming from me, but like, whatever. And I think, so Sheena was texting Brock, she was pissed off, like, she was blindsided, and then obviously she felt like she had to defend Brock. And I do think it's a little bit hard to watch Sheena in this position because her immediate reaction is like, well, that didn't happen. It wasn't true that, you know, I know it didn't happen. And like, as much as I like Sheena and I want, you know, the best for her, Sheena doesn't know 100% what happened in that relationship. Like, there just isn't any way because she wasn't there. And so I understand why she wants to defend her man. But at the same time, it's like, if his ex filed a domestic violence complaint, maybe, you know, there's a chance he did it. There's a chance he didn't. But like, Sheena doesn't know 100% either. And as hard as that is, that's the truth. Like, I just think it's hard because like, it obviously is a complex situation. Like you were saying, there are a lot of different details, but like, some of the details aren't that flattering toward Brock. And that's just the way it is. Of course. And so for Sheena to have to defend every single thing, it's like, it's not all, you know, there's going to be some stuff that just isn't good. And that is fine. Like, if you're okay with it, and you've moved past it, like, it is what it is. But I don't, yeah, it's just, it clearly is a hard situation. And I don't think Lala is necessarily making it Right, easier. and this conversation is going to clearly continue into next episode where, like, they get into it more. But also, like, Brock, Brock's not helping his situation. Like, he obviously left boys' night before they ate their McDonald's, by the way. I think he was probably really upset. Um, he left, like, crying like he was mad. And then he was like, you can't mess with real life. Like, it's no, it's like, you know, it's real life. You're no longer sucking dick for yeah. a Range Rover. And I was like, yeah, that was not good taste. I un- yeah, it was like I got why he was upset, but the fact that he immediately his immediate reaction was like calling Lala a piece of shit and then bringing up her sort of relationship situation and we see in the next episode that he that there's going to be this comparison made between Randall's behavior and Brock's behavior which Maybe both of them have some questionable past stuff, but I don't think the situation is the same. Uh, no, it is not. Are they? Do we know if Sheena and Lala are good right now in present time? I'm not really sure as of present time. I cannot times. keep up with these their friendships. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, I think 
I think, honestly, I think they've been keeping it kind of... Like, I don't think they've really been talking about it publicly, probably because they want the show to sort of play out. Um, But obviously they were doing better at the beginning of the season and then we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I don't also, necessarily think, I don't necessarily think Sheena and Lala are like meant to be great friends though. So I'm yeah. not going to be sad if they can't work it out. <laughs> right. Also this um lunch at Villa Rosa, like the last thing you want is Lisa hearing information before, like in Brock was even like, I've never met this woman. Like they oh are my God, already not on <laughs> to a good start. Right. And so now, you know, Lisa's going to meet him and be like, how are your children? All of them. <laughs> spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Wait, okay. I just realized big, big mistake, huge on our part. We didn't talk about the Atlanta casting news that came out yesterday. Oh my god! Abrupt so before, stop to Vanderpump. Bef- Goodbye. I feel like we're. I feel like we're, we're done. We, no, we're done. Yeah. So before we before we have our below deck premiere thoughts, <laughs> let's talk about the casting. So we're keeping Drew. We're keeping Candy, and we're keeping Kenya. And Bravo has handed down three peaches to Ms. Sheree Whitfield returning for her third stint. Uh, I feel like Marla. we're announcing like camp awards. Like, well, in case <laughs> anyone didn't awards. see, I want to explain, and then we can discuss. Um, Ms. Marlo Hampton has finally Woo! earned her peach, and we have a new housewife, Sonia Richards Ross, who is a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Um, she she won gold at three Olympics in a row, which is like great. Like she's legit. Um, yeah, and she had she she had her own reality show on WeTV in like 2014 or so, like a while ago that was just for one season. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about this cast. This cast is beyond. Marlo is going to bring it like nothing has ever been brought before. Let me just say. it is. It's just so Marlo has been. Uh, we have been wanting her to stay as a friend forever though, because like that's just Marlo. But I'm excited. Well, the thing with Marlo that's so 
unique is that she's been a friend for so long and she really has, in terms of the drama on the show, she's been a main player, but she has really, other than with her nephews the last couple seasons, she's never had personal storyline. You know, Mm -hmm. they've alluded to some of her relationships. You know, there's been talks about her, you know, dating a billionaire perhaps or something like that. But like, we've, there's been rarely any we haven't really seen where she lives. Like we don't really know kind of like Marlo having solo scenes on housewives is going to be a new experience. Um, Speaking of real houses of Atlanta, this is like a magical day. We had to say goodbye to Miss Kenya Moore last night on dancing with the stars. She did amazing. I I am upset because she has done so well. And you know how I, freaking hate the new rules where the judges chooses who go home who goes home <laughs> who else She's, was in the bottom so she was against suni lee and against oh. with them too i wanted kenya to stay so but that would have been the third week in a row kenya was saved and they like couldn't do that again even though i'm like yes you could but yeah it was clear to me from the fact that she was in the bottom multiple times she doesn't that have she a big fan base she wasn't getting the votes exactly I, not fit, it's yes. hard it's hard when you are a Because on Housewives, obviously, a lot of people know her, but she's polarizing. Not everybody who watches Real Housewives of Atlanta is, like, loving Kenya and wants to vote for her. Right. And that's also the issue with Olivia Jade right now on Dancing is because (laughs) she's so effing good and she's, like, being judged, like, by the universe. So, yes. Um, Smaller scale, yeah. Okay. But (laughs) I am excited for Housewives. I... I love the charades coming back. And also, I saw a lot of people being like, why is Drew getting a second season? You, like, we didn't want her. And, like, I actually think that Drew is, like, a good person to have. I I would like to see her get, like, a little messier than she was for part of her first season. But I think the thing about Drew is that I think she can hang out with anyone. And I, yes. I think that is an important type of person to have one or two of them in a cast where like she's not going to get into like such a strong feud with someone that it's going to like upset the the like ability of the group to be together whereas we've seen people like Kenya and you know Kenya Portia um you know this has happened with like Nini in the past where it's like sometimes the drama gets so like intense that it makes it hard for the group to be together and I don't think Drew I think Drew will be a good counter to that kind of energy. Totally. And also, as much as she didn't have, like, you know, a fire first season like Leah did on her first season, it was vice versa. She Leah didn't have a good second season. They had Atlanta's having such a cash shakeup that Drew will clearly, you know. Right. Look different with different women. So the I think vi- it's good. Yeah, no, the vibe, the even it's interesting because they brought back obviously Sheree and Marlo. So it's like, we only have one person who's like new to the show, but I think by making these specific moves, I think it will feel like a really different right. sort of vibe. And we're, they've said that no friends from last season are returning. So that means happy no, about that. no Latoya, no Fallon. I don't think Shamia will be in the mix. You know, it's going to feel, I think, different in a good way we'll see we'll see we'll see they're just starting to film so that won't be coming till the spring probably but okay below deck we're in St. Kitts as we said no Captain Lee in this episode unfortunately because we have Captain Sean filling in who is one of the more annoying people I've seen on Bravo fuck yeah and the bar is high um 
he just yeah. is like my he's my <laughs> least favorite kind of leader because he's the leader who clearly needs to be in charge. He needs to be in charge and he wants to like mess with things just so he can say, "Oh, I knew how to do that better than you," even if it's something that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, he's he makes Captain Sandy look like not a micromanager, which is like oh my God, wild. But yeah, he's being he's just being very my blood pressure was rising like while I was watching this because I I cannot be like nitpicking and micromanaging is just like I don't I don't like blend well with that. And so it's just like you have leaders under you. So let them lead their teams. And I just can't stand also which i say every season on below deck is these meetings that they have like don't go into detail so unless we just don't see it like poor fraser who we'll get into his new deck uh, a new um stew has never made a drink before so like wouldn't you think the new chief stew heather would have been like does anyone have experience making cocktails because like that's like a main thing that goes on so i don't know i just i these little conversations to me are just like mandatory they should be let's let's talk about fraser okay. because <laughs> well he okay. is he is um a Hold very on, is, speci- he, is he our first male stew no um we had fuck what's his name um he was on with Kate and they were like a little duo like with You're Kate right. Chastain. You're right. Eh, I can't think eh, of his name, eh. but I know. Okay. It'll come to me. Everybody, everybody who's listening to this podcast right now is like shouting into their headphones. Um, but he, okay. He is bringing a lot of energy and it's a very specific kind of energy that is a little bit draining to watch. Okay. And it's like, I feel like we have all had that coworker who is outwardly, they talk a lot about being a perfectionist, but as you work with them, you're like, I can't tell if you're actually good at your job or if you just like talk a lot about being particular. It's the same thing with like money, for instance. The more you talk about it, the more we know it's not really accurate you know what I mean like you don't have to talk about it but okay so I do have to say though I kind of like him if we're comparing and just right off the bat from the first episode I kind of like him more than I like Heather I think her managing skills are something I need to see more of because based on what happened he he called her out and I'm proud that he told her how he needs to be like it is true what exactly what he said was true he was in the middle of doing something and before finish it like it was why it was a wild ride I I do yeah no I agree that I think it was so he called he called Heather down to the cabin and was basically (laughs) like hi so I love doing service I love doing guest cabins all of it is fine but like if you want me to do the guest cabins and be amazing at it you have to actually let me be down here stay down here and do it and i think i think it's good to speak up for yourself in that way i do think he is kind of towing the line of being like a little bit like he's a diva i want to be the manager almost yeah. where he it's like okay like you can you can make your needs known without kind of presenting it in a way that's like, I'm going to tell you what to do. And I think that's kind of where he's like maybe uh, overstepping a little, but I do think it was good to say something early in the season because like, that's how you iron out the working style. And I agree. I think Heather 
Heather seems very capable, but um, I think like being a good stew and being a good chief stew where you're like managing the others isn't always the same. And we'll see. It's too soon to know. She, over the walkie-talkie, and then she made a point, she was, like, asking someone more than once. She asked him, this irritated me, she asked him twice to clean up the bar, but, like, he was just making drinks and, like, brought them and, like, had to, didn't have, like, a moment to do that. And I just feel like your time could be used doing something else other than, like, walking around, seeing what could be done. But I I have a question. Is this boat, this is, like, detail that we definitely will not know, uh-huh. Is this boat smaller than last season? Because this boat only has two stews. Like. What? Like. Oh, wait. No. Oh, my God. Am they always I dry- have a chief stew and then two and stews. And two stews. Wait. I just like kind of gave myself a little hiccup with that information. I don't know well, what are, that was. I mean, you're maybe thinking of when Delani came on board in Below Deck Med and there were sh- briefly four so, stews. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, Yes. I was feel like we're missing one. And maybe I was no. thought of that because they were both running around last night like chickens without heads. So I was like, I are th- they well, missing think, a stew? I think, what's her name? Jennifer, Jessica. She was kind the other one. Laundry girl. I wrote it down. She loves laundry. Jessica. Jessica. Jessica loves laundry. I think she was like, she didn't make a strong impression on the premiere. So I think... Maybe like she was fading a little bit, but we'll we'll see more. And Yeah, I, I was like, is someone missing? To make just, me question hope, the size of the boat. <laughs> I hope Captain Lee is not gone for more than like one or two more episodes. I, I think he's coming back next episode. We'll see. I, I, I'm i pretty sure because Eddie's going to leave. <laughs> Eddie's going <laughs> to jump into the ocean. Chef Rachel's back and just as nuts as always. I like Rachel. Yeah. she She's like. She is what it needs, but I already think that this season is going to be way more dramatic than last season. Like, I feel it in my bones. Well, last season, other than Rachel's, like, couple of freakouts, the only real drama was that Elizabeth... Oh, do you mean of Below Deck Matter or of regular Below Deck? Literally this last past season that just ended last week. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, no, this season of, like, Below Deck Mad that just ended, it was like... It was, like, fun, and Lexi and Matt were, like, a lot, but there wasn't a lot of, like, different dynamics going on. And this yeah, season, I, I think we have – it already seems like this crew is going to be, like, a little messier. Oh, yeah. The the dynamic between Frasier and um, Heather is going to be something I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> totally. Also, like, selfishly, I'm a little excited that in the season preview, it looks like – Fraser and Jake uh-huh. might be like hooking up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sipping my water. We'll see. <laughs> okay, also, well. I'm, I'm going to book a trip to St. Kitts because the water is see through. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. Can't wait. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Can't wait. Uh, This was so fun. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. And in the meantime, just be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.